And Rutgers football is back, and so is the RU Review at moresportsnow.com. Sponsored by LG Insurance, I'm Steve Titchener. And with the rest of the gang, longtime New York, New Jersey sportscaster and the voice of the New Jersey Devils, Matt Lachlan. Hello. And local sports fan and podcaster, John McAlevey. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights will open against Michigan State in East Lansing. And uh, Matt, I'll send it to you here. Greg Schiano's second go around. A lot of excitement, but a lot that we don't know. What's the realistic expectations? Oh, who knows? <laughs> right? Let's be honest. Nobody knows anything other than Ohio State should be the dominant team, not only in the East, but win the Big Ten championship and uh, will challenge for a national championship. But beyond that, nobody knows. There's been little coverage, I mean, particularly in New Jersey, uh, about what Rutgers has been doing. And they won two games last year and did not win a game in the conference. So who knows? I would think this. They will be more disciplined. They won't beat themselves. Mm -hmm. They probably have a little more talent because he did accept so many transfers. So the product will look better. They got a new offensive coordinator who's one of the up and coming brilliant minds. We've heard that before under Chris Ash, but I think Sean Gleason has the resume that would indicate he's going to be successful here eventually. So add it all up. I think there are better days ahead. It will look better, but whether or not it results in many wins, I don't know. I think he will shock somebody and it won't be Maryland necessarily. I think there'll be a team on the schedule that, looks past Rutgers because of its recent past and they'll get beaten who that might be Indiana, maybe Illinois, possibly, but I don't think there's going to be more wins than losses. How about you, Johnny? You know, as you said, Matt, I really don't know what to expect. Um, There was excitement back when coach Hiano was, was rehired, if you will, and brought back. uh, I think you mentioned before uh, Greg Shiano 2.0, uh, to see if he can bring the program back to where he had it many moons ago. Uh, and then the whole COVID thing hit and really pretty much shut down sports um, everywhere, uh, college football notwithstanding. And, uh, you know, their practices had gotten shut down. And so there, there wasn't a lot of um, information getting out as far as how things were going. And so like you, I really don't know what to expect. One thing I keep coming back to, and it's, it's not anything new, or I don't think anybody's created it recently. It's something that's been around forever and with coaches and disciplinarians. And I just recall um, seeing Ed Cooley was wearing a T-shirt one time that said, culture matters. And as I said, it's nothing that he came up with. It's been around forever. And, you know, the last few years with Rutgers, they would, they would you know, take the opening kickoff and they'd be ready to go first and 10, the first play from scrimmage, and they'd get a false start penalty. I mean, stupid things like that. I don't think you're going to see that. I think under Chris Ash, they were not disciplined and, and their culture there just really wasn't what it needed to be at the, at the Big Ten level. And I think that Greg Ciano will bring that back. I don't think they'll beat themselves as much. But as far as what we're going to see on the field, I have no idea. If they get injured, they really don't have too many uh, backups. The, the depth is not there. The biggest biggest wins I think they will have this year will not be on the field. They will be in kitchens and living rooms, and that is recruiting-wise. And you guys know where I sit, uh, Rutgers alum, season ticket holder, you know, a, a fanatic for sure. Glutton and, for uh, punishment. <laughs> 
And, you know, I, you know I, I've been watching this team for a long time. And, you know, when Shiano first took over the first go around, I mean, it wasn't any quick fix. Uh, you know, he had to battle quite a few seasons. I mean, there was a loss to New Hampshire in there. I mean, at the beginning, some people were scratching their heads, wondering if Shiano would be able to turn it around. And we saw that he did. So any kind of idea that there's going to be a quick fix, because let's face it, I mean, a coach can only be as good as, as, as a talent on the field. Uh, but I agree with both of you that they will be ready to play. They will be disciplined. And you're saying, well, that's obvious. No, it's not. I mean, with Chris Ash, as you alluded to, John, it wasn't. Um, and they had dumb mistakes at the beginning. And uh, they just they killed themselves right out of the gate in, in many games. And then we're, and, you know, look up the scoreboard and they're down three touchdowns. I think that Shiana will have them ready to play and, uh, and, and certainly uh, will have a game plan where, uh, where they may have a chance, which they didn't have the, the last few seasons and in the Ash era for sure. And of course, the, the talent gap, I think, will be there. Uh, there's some intriguing transfers. We'll get to that later in the, in the show. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, uh, Sean Gleason, the offensive coordinator, is a big factor going into this as well as much as Greg Schiano, because, you know, their offense has been awful uh, for several seasons now, and they really have to figure out, and this is what they have to do. Sean Gleason has to look at the talent that he has and work with that talent and, and, and figure out a system that's going to work with these players and not force a system like, hey, this is what we run and this is what we're running, which is what the offensive coordinators have been doing. So, uh, Sean Gleason's a big part of uh, of this season because they've got to move the football. They've got to keep the defense off the field because that's where the problems come in, where the, the, the three and outs, the quick turnovers, and then, you know, the defense is on the field. They get gassed, and then, you know, a blowout ensues, and and, and that's been that's been the problem. So uh, I think this is a big uh, – it's a big uh, a season – uh, offensive wise for, 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 uh, Rutgers to turn this thing around. And, and it starts with, with the quarterback position. I, I think they saw enough to see that it's a, uh, a two horse race with, uh, uh, the, the Nebraska transfer Noah Vedral is the front runner from what we're hearing. I don't know and haven't heard that he was definitely, uh, called the starter. And then Art Sitkowski is in there. As well. Now, what you have with Vedrals, you got a guy who can who can move around a little bit. Probably doesn't have the arm that Sikowski. In fact, he doesn't have the arm that Sikowski has, but he can he can move around a little bit. Uh, you know, give uh, uh, give the uh, offensive line, which is going to be challenged this year. Let's face it; they were last year, and they will be this year. Uh, but if he can run around, buy some time, get the ball downfield a little better than Johnny Langan did last year. Uh, then, um, you know, they may have a shot to stay in games and stay in games late and then and maybe win a few. Uh, I think it's probably likely that they'll see uh, a Vedral because he does have some experience and he did have some success at Nebraska. So maybe he's uh, he's the best shot, Matt. What do you think? Well, Shiano has said it'll be a game time decision, which it won't be. But nonetheless, he's not going to announce anything, at least until the opening kickoff on Saturday at Spartan Stadium. But it will be Noah. Uh, and it's because I, I disagree a little bit with what you're saying, Steve, about Gleason has to coach 
his talent. No, he has a system. Mm-hmm. It's up-tempo. Okay. It involves a lot of misdirection. It's quick. Um, you don't know what to expect from one play to the next. There's no real pattern, although there is, but there's no apparent pattern. And Art Sikowski can't play that way. Now, he does have a big gun, and he may be at some point in his career one of those guys that is talked about as being able to play in the NFL. But right now, we haven't seen from him that kind of mobility. And that's that's what they're going to do with uh, Vidral. He, uh, he showed it at Nebraska, albeit in a small sample, and he's going to be the guy. In my mind, there's no question. Because he can run Gleason's system, and Sitkowski right now can't. And, John, we've seen Art Sitkowski. I mean, actually had a little uh, success last year. Uh, he started a few games and at least showed some ability. Uh, do you see Art getting on the field, John, or do you, do you agree with Matt? Uh, you know, Art Sikowski was, was one of Rutgers' biggest wins on the recruiting trail of the last, I would say, four or five cycles. I mean, they, the fact that they were able to get him was, you know, ballyhooed that, you know, they were able to keep a, a local guy home who's got your – prototypical NFL size and big arm and all of the above. And there was, there was a lot of, um, you know, enthusiasm around that. And, and since he's shown up, I mean, it's really been fits and starts. He, he has all the tools. I, I just don't know if it's his lack of experience. Maybe sometimes the, the game gets a little fast for him inside the helmet. Maybe that is what's hurting him. He, he has made, um, he has made it, uh, his bugaboo that, that he throws the ball to teams wearing the other shirt. I know he's that that's become something that's been uh, sort of like a Daniel Jones thing. And then he, he turns the ball over at an alarming rate. He sometimes tries to throw into triple coverage when, you know, take the, take the short, easy route, you know, instead of going for everything on, on second and long, you know, take the short one and then go live, live to play another down or throw the ball away and come back on third down. So I don't know. I think that they'll try to get him out there because I, I think if, he's not going to get a sniff at all, then he will, he will definitely leave. I mean, he, he bailed last year uh, to, to save some eligibility, and I think if he sees the handwriting on the wall that he is not in the plans, then I don't think he's going to stick around for yeah. all that long. And then, you know, what does that signal to, uh, to Ballyhood recruits in the area that, you know, you're, you're, you're not really going to get – well, he is getting his chance. I, I don't know. I, I, think, yeah. I think it all just, just – we'll have to unfold before our eyes. I mean, who knows? Well, could yeah. get hurt. To your point though, John, here's what Greg Shannon's going to say. First off, he's not my guy. I didn't recruit right. him. Right. Secondly, if he's going to say to a recruit and Sikowski left and, and the, the buzz in the pipeline is, Oh, well, Lark Rutgers didn't give this local star a chance. So he's going to say he stunk. Right. You're yeah. better. Yeah, he, he has we're recruiting you. We're recruiting you because we think you can help us with. He could not. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's that, to me, it's that cut and dry. Yeah, and remember now that he was thrown into, you know, a, a freshman year, he was just thrown into a tough situation. Oh, he played for terrible teams. You know, and he had no one around him. He showed to be a tough kid for sure because he was getting beat on, for God's sake. I mean, he, but, uh, he, you know, he, he did get thrown into a tough situation. And then when he had a little bit around him and, uh, you know, he looked better, uh, which I frankly surprised me. 
last year, the fact that he showed that he can get the ball downfield and complete a few passes and all that because we weren't even seeing that his freshman year. It's like, hey, well, you know, maybe this isn't a lost cause. And he does have ability in terms of his touch. He has a great arm. There's no question about it. Bit of a statue back there, which uh, Vedral gives him something, uh, another element there because he can move around. And he's got experience, too. So I, I agree with you, Matt. I think that, that Vedral will, will get the nod there. Let's stay on the offensive side. And, you know, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, you know, a lot of heart, a lot of ability. You know, he's a good running back. Now, the problem is, is that it's still had, there's a lot of question marks with that offensive line. And he's going to probably have to do a lot himself. So uh, he's in a tough spot, but he he does have ability. Uh, you know, I don't know if he can shine though behind that offensive line. It all starts yeah. up front. I mean, look at the Giants. The Giants have been trying to put an offensive line together forever. Dave Gettleman, the Hog Mollies, and whatever he's been able to do through free agency and through the draft has been terrible. I mean, Andrew Thomas has been a turnstile already this year. He's been he's been benched. He was late mm-hmm. for for meetings, and he he didn't start on Sunday and. It, it, it all starts up front. As you said, Isaiah Pacheco, he could play at any one of these other Big Ten schools that they're going to they're gonna line up with and play on Saturdays. That kid can really play. And for a running back, I mean, he can't do it himself. He's got all the moves. He's got the speed. But he, he, they need a hole. They need some sort of a, a lane that they can get their bodies through. And like you said, if if the, the offensive line, I understand they only have one, one guy on the offensive line that weighs 300 pounds. I mean, what, what is this, 19... Uh, 75 again. We're playing with, with offensive linemen who are in their 270s and 280s. This is crazy. This is a Division One Big Ten football program. That to me is stunning that that is the case. But he's a talent. But if there's no blocking for him and there's no uh, pass protection, then uh, it's going to be one, two, three, kick like the old uh, Broadway plays again, right, Matt? Well, and but also he could benefit if the offense can do anything to make the defense recognize and respect a little bit of a passing game or if the quarterback can run a little bit, you know, uh, if you can just sit back there and say, well, they can't, they can't pass block. And when we get in and pressure the quarterback a little bit, he throws an interception. So we don't really have to worry about that because the passing game's not going to hurt us. So in downs in which they appear to be running downs, Hey, let's just load the box because we're not going to get surprised anywhere. So, look, Rutgers is not going to be good. They're going to be better. So to yeah. talk about how much better Isaiah Pacheco or Washington or any of the offensive players might be, like it's all going to, unless there's a shock, unless there's a complete surprise, and no one is expecting that. Nobody. I mean, in that room, they're all talking positively. Every team thinks they can win an NBA championship at the start of the year. Every team thinks they can win it. NHL championship, et cetera. So there's no question the Rutgers players are fired up. I'm sure those who are returning have seen a difference in the way Shiano operates things. That being said, they're just way behind everybody else in talent. So look, there's no miracles here. You know, you're right, John, the line is not that big. It's going to take them a while to fill those holes. I think any of the success they have this year in terms of building some momentum for the future is going to come in how they play it. You know, last year, what was their, other than their two wins over uh, UMass and Liberty, what was the, they were shut out four times. They scored seven points in each of their last two games. What was their closest loss? BC, they scored 16 points. They lost 30 to 16. I mean, 
improvement is going to be measured in competitive level. That's it. You know, yeah. and then hope for the future that Rutgers has hired the right guy. So it's not going to be measured whether any of these players become all big 10 guys this year. They're just, they're not at that level. They'll be better. Yeah. They yeah. should be. Well, let's look. There's some areas where they have help coming. I mean, they do have some transfers, some intriguing transfers that I'd mentioned, and and, and a number of them coming over from uh, Big Ten schools. You know, there's a wide receiver, Aaron Cruikshank from Wisconsin. He's got some experience. Uh, the question is, can Vedral get him the ball? Will they have enough time? Um, you know, th- those are all the questions. But at least, uh, you know, there are a couple transfers that have come uh, that come over. Um, they've got some young, it looks like they have some young, talented wide receiver. That was one big issue was it's catching the ball. And then let's, uh, you know, let's not forget Nunzio Campanile, who came in and, you know, did a, did a, as good a job as he could to shore everything up, which was a, of a total disaster season last year. And he's a tight ends coach now. So, you know, there's actually some interesting um, uh, storylines there. You got Matt Alimo, who came over from UCLA. I mean, he can have a breakout year, perhaps. Uh, let's see what, uh, you know, Sean Gleason has in store for him. And then you got Jonathan Lewis, guys. Remember, not too long ago, he's the, he, was the, he was the savior as quarterback for Rutgers. Uh, they changed him to uh, tight end, and then he got hurt last year. Uh, he's healthy this year. What can he do? Is it, you know, he's a senior now. Is he going to be able to make a, a, a um, an impact on, on the tight end? Another thing, Matt, that we know nothing about, right? It's just like, let's see. He seems to be an athlete. Yeah, we'll know, we'll know more after Saturday, right? I mean, Michigan State comes in. They've got a new coach as well. Um, as Mark Antonio stepped down in February. Mm-hmm. So they've got a new coach. We don't know anything about them. It was a program in the decline. So honestly, uh, you know, I don't want to be too rosy optimistic. I don't also want to be the the purveyor of doom. So I, as I said earlier, I think Rutgers will surprise some teams just because they are respected, and, and uh, Shiana will have them prepped, and they won't shoot themselves in the foot. Maybe it's Saturday. I don't think so. It's on the road. Uh, you know, who knows? But. Michigan State's got a new coach, too. What is he going to bring to the table? And uh, will his system be employed to the level that he's happy with? And probably not, given everything we're dealing with. I guess what I'm saying is, you know, Rutgers may be able to, just by being prepared, you know, again, and not beating themselves. Yeah. If if they find the right opponent, a team that's not playing to the top of its level, they might be able to beat somebody. It's not going to be Ohio state. They're not beating Penn state. They're not beating Michigan. We know that Illinois and Indiana are better. Indiana significantly better, but you know, who knows? It could come against Michigan state. Maryland is always out there. Yeah, exactly. Maryland is out there. So I don't know. I think, I think Shiana will have an aggressive defense. Uh, I think they'll force the issue as best they can. But in the end, he's out-talented, and so his preparation is going to have to be sublime. If it's yeah, not, you know, his team is not perfect, then they're in trouble because the talent's not there. We've been talking all about the offense, 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 quarterback, running back, offensive line. Will they be able to stop anybody? I, I think it's good that, that Shiano, um, you know, in, in a lot of his stops, has been, you know, when he wasn't the head coach, he's been a defensive coordinator. Now, I know when he was at Ohio State, he was working with first-round draft picks at pretty much every position. 
So, you know, how good, um, you know, the system he puts in effect, if you have top five, um, you know, recruits at those positions and, and first round draft choices, they're going to look a heck of a lot better than the same system he's going to run with guys who were, uh, you know, not even on the top 500 recruiting list that he'll have suiting up on Saturday. But the schemes are there. Um, and so having that in his back pocket, being a defensive minded guy, let's hope that that gives them at least a puncher's chance because last year their, their defense was, uh, was not good. Um, so as much of a question mark as their offense will be, I think their defense is going to be, uh, just as much. And I would think the team's confidence overall is much higher, right? I mean, Chris Ash was dead man walking. Yeah. Uh, and you start with a clean slate. And Shiano comes with a reputation and a resume that will make these players feel that when he's up there helping to game plan, his offensive and defensive coordinators are game planning, they're going to have a little bit more of a belief in it. And think uh, about yeah. it. Think you know, as Mike Tyson said, everybody yeah. has a game plan until they get punched uh-huh. in the face. <laughs> but think about it, guys. Which, is, I mean, which I think is one of the greatest lines ever, right? Yeah. should be on a T-shirt. Mike Tyson, who yeah. like just unloaded bombs and eliminated guys early, like right half minute into a fight, hmm. they all came in. They had a game plan, and then they got punched hard in the face, and the fight was over. So I can't uh, tell you how many how many parties he ruined that my buddies and I would get together. <laughs> we would get a keg and get hyped up for this big fight, and boom, like you said, twelve seconds into the fight. I mean, like you said. Until you get punched in the mouth, everything goes out the window. It's very That's true. That's right. Everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the face. But, I love yeah. it. But think about it, guys. Shiano coming back is is huge for, for the Rutgers faithful. First of all, believing that he could do it again. Now, yes, money has a lot to do with it, and they he got a paycheck. We, we understand that. But, you know, he was at Ohio State. He was watching Rutgers firsthand, hand watching this the, the, the product that was on the field. And he still believed that he can come back and, and right the ship within the Big Ten. And uh, he knows it well. He was in the Big Ten with Ohio State. So, again, for him to come back and, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he develops high character guys. We've seen it. The guys that he's that, that have gone to the NFL have long careers and such. I mean, this is a guy. Uh, you know, we, we've already talked about this, you know, they will absolutely, you know, the preparation and the mindset, all that will be there. A lot of those dumb mistakes should go away. So we should, we should give them, um, a chance. Uh, let's talk. We talked a lot about the offense. Let's talk about, uh, the defense. Uh, and, uh, you're right. Um, you know, look, they had a, you know, they were at a gas last year half the time i mean they were you know it was three and out and they're back on the field that's always been a problem uh over the recent history with ruckers uh but they also have some intriguing uh transfers on the uh on the defensive side you've got uh, michael uh Dwumfor coming over he's a jersey kid coming back uh from michigan uh a defensive back of uh, brendan white from ohio state uh so these are guys that can c- plug in and help right away I mean, they do have a lot of linebackers on the roster. Uh, Tyshawn Fogg in his senior year, a lot of uh, uh, experience there. Um, you know, size up front could be an issue again. Um, and that's always, it's been an issue for a while now for Rutgers is, is, is their offensive and defensive line just not sizing up with uh, with these big, big 10 lines. Um, but uh, 
Uh, this is a team that uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, they, they do have some experience on defense, uh, and uh, we'll see um, how they uh, how they respond. And uh, again, I think it's about the offense being productive too, guys, so that they can actually uh, the defense can get a break. I mean, the concern with um, Michigan State is again experienced offensive and defensive line and the, and the new coach, they do have a new coach, Matt, as you had mentioned, uh, Mel Tucker. And uh, he hasn't even picked the quarterback yet, by the way. I mean, they're, they got a, neither is Rutgers. Yeah. Well, yeah. they got, they got a few guys in there. They got this uh, Rocky Lombardi who Rutgers saw last time they were in East Lansing, which by the way, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. They could have won that game and we can go through the should haves and would haves, but uh, Rocky Lombardi was the quarterback of freshman at that at point, and he he's hardly um, he hardly won the game for for Michigan State. I mean, there was all sorts of, uh, of mistakes going on in that game on both sides of the ball. But he's uh, he's the front runner, and they got a couple other uh, younger uh, guys. Uh, Peyton Thorne and Theo Day. So we'll see. Sounds who, like a welterweight, doesn't well, you know, Rocky Lombardi? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I like the it's, fact that Brian Lewerke has moved on because he was a good quarterback, man. He just knew how to win. He knew how to figure it out. You know, a tough lefty could run a little bit and just was accurate. And he was a good quarterback for Michigan State. It was up, up and down, but he, he just knew how to win. He's not there. They've got these young quarterback, unproven quarterbacks. Um, right now they do have, uh, um, some, uh, pretty good, uh, uh, running backs to, uh, Elijah Collins, you know, guys that can, you know, yeah, I think he rushed for just about a thousand yards last year. So you got a big offensive line, experienced offensive line that could push some people around, you know, this guy could, uh, run a little bit. If they can control the running game, well then, you know, it'll, it'll be trouble for Rutgers for sure. But listen, you know, they got a new coach and, and who knows, what you're going to see, I know that uh, they opened up, Rutgers opened up as double-digit um, uh, underdogs, but I, boy, it's kind of tough to to put a line together when when you just, just a couple months ago there wasn't even going to be any football, and now you that know that shows you how bad they how bad Rutgers has been in their reputation, even with a new coach. The right. fact that they're going to start them out as a double-digit underdog, that, that just shows you the reputation, yeah. how far it's fallen. Yeah. And also, um, on the defensive end, Elorm Loomer is coming back. He declared for the draft, and I mean, he didn't get drafted, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to draft and wondered about that decision. Uh, but he is back, and um, he should help them as well. Uh, defensive end, quick defensive end, and a guy who can uh, possibly get to the quarterback. Uh, so... Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it works out. But uh, all hands on deck. Yeah, man. Defensive uh, coordinator um, Rob Smith has his hands fulfilled for sure. So uh, you know, new new guys, new defensive coordinator, new offensive co- coordinator, new head coach, all for Rutgers as well. So um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, all new coaches on the field uh, for Saturday uh, for this matchup. Uh, but listen. I'm uh, excited to have Big Ten football back. I mean, right, guys? We thought that it wasn't going to happen at all or maybe next year, and then they made the decision to, to to get it back going. And, you know, I just rolled my season tickets over to next year, and uh, I'll certainly uh, tune in to the Big, Big Ten network. It's, uh, Rutgers in East Lansing uh, for the uh, first uh, game of the 2020 season. 
and, and we'll see if they can uh, show up. And uh, and I guess we're going to know a lot, guys, after this first game is just uh, just what what we have. Because, you know, listen, no spring game, nothing to look at. You know, they had a few weeks of camp and here we go. So it's really uh work in progress as the, as this season uh, moves on. And uh, w- Matt, what, what would you like to see starting out uh, for rockers? Competitive. Just com- competitive, just straight up uh, holding their own against oh, how, how uncompetitive were they last year? Yeah. Like, so- they were they were out of games, man. Again, shut out four times. They didn't score. Uh, the defense didn't look good because they were, as you said, they were always on the field, but no, be competitive. Like give Michigan state a game, make people sit up and take notice and go, wow. Uh, Rutgers is different. Let the players go back to Scataway saying, Hey, you know what? We, we are okay. We're going to be fine. We're not a sinking ship. And Johnny, do you see uh, do you see an upset, a possible upset for Rutgers, or is this uh, a, a um, lost cause in a sense for the first season under Shiano? You know, I'm I'm with Matt. I'm just looking for a team that's he hit on the word competitive. Can they go out there and compete? Because, as he said, many of their games last year were over by the end of the first quarter. I mean, there was no reason to watch them other than the fact that you like yourself are a graduate of the school and love your alma mater. There was absolutely no reason to watch it because there was nothing good that was happening. That was, that was under Chris Ash. There's there's a new sheriff in town. And, and I'm reminded of the, the great who, who said, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And it's Greg Schiano. Mm -hmm. So let's see if, you know, he doesn't have the, the bullets to go up against these great teams, but you know, let's see if his kids buy in and, and, you know, when the second half kickoff, they're within a touchdown or they're within 10 points. They're not down, you know, 42 to three, because that's, that's just unwatchable stuff again. So starts with competitiveness. And then I want to start to see some of these guys that have a bit of a reputation step up. I mean, if it's Sitkowski, if it's Pacheco, if it's some of these um, transfers that are coming over that have a bit of a resume, step up and be the guys that, sort of lead the new Rutgers revival. Well, kickoff is noon in East Lansing, Rutgers versus Michigan State this Saturday. The RU Review is back. We'll come at you weekly covering RU football. Uh, We want to thank Aaron Levine from LG Insurance for coming on board to partner up with us this season and sponsor the show. Uh, check us out on moresportsnow.com. That's our site as well. We cover New York and New Jersey sports. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And you can catch the show on all of uh, uh, all of the uh, your favorite places to find podcasts. So Spotify, our iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud. You can find the show there. So check us out weekly. We will have guests coming in. We'll have Eric LeGrand back for sure. We'll have some guys from NJ.com with us as well, uh, talking about uh, the, the progress throughout the season. We're very excited about it. And so we'll catch you all next week. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.